0: Welcome back to Bird's Eye View. When it comes to the Orioles, this weekly podcast is your official source for a lack of insight and for baseless opinions. Today is July 15th, 2019, and this is episode 273. My name is Jake English. And I am Scott Magnus, the stick in the mud. On this week's show, we will get to see what the exchange rate is like for cash considerations. We'll also talk a little bit about what was good, what was bad, and what was ugly, and three meaningless games to build the Baltimore Orioles. That's right. And we'll do all that right after we lubricate the show. That's right. It's time for the drink of the week. Scott Magnus, what are you drinking this week? Uh Jake, I am drinking a small batch artisanal ale from Independent Brewing
1: Company. It is a nasty woman. I'm going to send this beer back to where it became where it came from. I'm looking forward to it as well. Jay, what are you doing tonight?
0: Well, I showed up unprepared, so I was I was uh, lucky enough to also be issued. A uh, small batch artisanal ale from Independent Brewing Company. Let me just turn that around. Oh, it is also a nasty woman. Oh, look at that. Mm. Look at that. If you're interested to see what we are drinking on a weekly basis, join us on Untapped. I'm at Jake E 4025 I'm at MAGN8606. And with that, it's time for a checkup.
1: All right, so uh, Dylan Bundy goes on to the injured list uh, with a right knee tendinitis. He's expected to only miss one start, um, as per an update on, I guess it was Saturday or Sunday. Um, But, Jake, we watched him pitch. It was absolutely horrific. Um, I'm not sure we watched him pitch. He threw the ball across the plate. He threw the ball. Steve Wilkerson did a better job. But, uh, yeah, Dylan Bundy was awful. Um, Jake, do you actually think he's going to be back within the 10 days? Do you think he's actually hurt? Yes. Okay. I do actually think he's hurt.
0: Okay. Uh, No, I don't. And the reason is that there is zero reason to rush back. Hmm. Okay. If there is any chance at all that he's not right, he shouldn't go back. Since we have a plethora of pitchers now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Speaking about pitchers... Uh, Nate Carnes, who uh, pretty much has been dead since the beginning of the season, uh, went on a double-A rehab assignment this past week. So maybe the uh, Cavalry is finally starting to show up again once again for the Baltimore from <laughs> The Royals. Cavalry
0: from, Bow- from Bowie yes. <laughs> includes Nate Carnes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that is what we have become. Uh, I-, I guess that could be some nice uh, filler innings. Or something, something. It, it'd be great to. Have Wasn't Nate Karns' issue with building up pitch count and building up innings pitched? It'll be great to have an opener again. There you go. that will be nice. That'd be nice. I can I can put a positive spin on anything. I am an Orioles fan.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's go to two hundred and eighty characters or less this week on the Twitters. uh This first tweet comes in response to the Orioles announcing that uh Andrew Kashner had been traded to the Boston Red Sox. And the individual response is such that you can follow him at Will Shifflett, um at Will six one three seven five. That seals the deal. I am no longer an Orioles fan. I've been a fan since nineteen eighty two and a season ticket holder since nineteen ninety six. I officially will not be renewing my plan next season, nor will I watch on TV ever again. Elias is officially the worst GM in history.
0: Now, that's a take. That's a take. To say what you will about it. That is. Uh Those are words. So, um... Will Shifflett,
1: you follow us for some reason. If you follow us, and this was a true take, we are inviting you to come under Bird's Eye View and explain to you why trading Andrew Kashner has forced you to finally give up your Orioles fandom once and for all. We want to understand why this straw was the straw that broke your camel's back, and if... If your mother may be sleeping with Andrew Kashner, we just need to know these things to determine if these are, are real things. Maybe
0: Andrew Kashner is his dad.
1: Tweet us at, at @birdsviewbal. We are quite interested. Jake, next one. Um, you know, we talked about bad takes before, but Jake, this is absolutely the right take, and this comes from my favorite person in the world, Matt Kremnitzer. It's the Matt Ma- Kremnitzer. It's, it's the Matt Kremnitzer watch. Yep. Ben McDonald says he only eats ketchup on his hot dog. So, unfortunately, fans will be turning on him soon. Absolutely right take. If you're putting ketchup on a hot dog,
0: you're doing everything wrong. Why do you hate fun? Why do you hate goodness? Why, Scott, do you hate America? Listen, there's only one thing
1: to put in a hot dog,
0: and that's mustard. You're awful. You are
1: awful. Look, if you want to be on the side of putting ketchup on, you know, meat products such as hot dogs and steaks, you go ahead and do that. Make the bed that you lie in. But listen, I'm going to go with mustard, and I'm not going to uh, fall into
0: the trap, as it were, of putting ketchup on all my meats. Look, mustard is only good for one thing, and that's... hot dogs, sausage. And that's weighing down the door of your fridge so it has the proper balance when you swing it open. Okay. All right, this next tweet is a much better idea, I believe, than Orioles Twitter is giving it credit for. This is... This is something I demand to see more of. This comes from Tom Jones, who tweets at Steel Baru, B-A-R-U. Can we start a, quote, pissed off Brandon Hyde, end quote, thread Ooh. with a picture of a pretty pissed off Brandon Hyde? I think he's pissed off in this picture because he's wearing an O's cap and not an actual Orioles cap. But I think it's a great idea. Pissed
1: I think this is a great off idea. off Brandon Hyde
0: gifts, I think, could be uh, the next big thing. Birdland. Birdland. We depend on you. We depend on you to bring light, to bring joy, to bring happiness to these dark times. To Photoshop gifts together so we can use them constantly. If you're not entertaining me with your uh, Twitter contributions, well, then what are you doing? Do the work for us so that we have to do less work. Absolutely. We really appreciate Get behind that. Tom Jones. The man knows what he's talking about. Scotty, this next tweet, well, this is a specific tweet about a specific instance, but there will be plenty more like this through the remainder of the dark ages. This is a tweet that was from Jeff Passan, who tweets at Jeff Passan. It could have been anybody. It goes as follows. In the history of Major League Baseball, nearly 220,000 games. Never before has there been a combined perfect game. The Tampa Bay Rays are three outs from one. Baltimore remains without a base runner, and Ryan Stanek, two innings pitched, and Ryan Yarbrough, six innings pitched, have set down 24 straight. Okay, so maybe history wasn't made that particular evening. Uh, but here's the thing. We have the chance to make awful history just about every time that we go out and play. So Baltimore fans, buckle up. It's going to be bumpy because this kind of stuff is going to happen all the time. All the time? All the time.
1: Okay. Uh, last tweet. Jake, we need more of this in our lives. This comes from John Mioli, at JohnMioli.com. John Means not pitching in the All-Star Game means the Red Sox manager went with the Yankees closer and is such a sweet spot for Baltimore grievedness. That said, print 20,000 John Means t-shirts for Boston's next visit, line up his start for next Friday, and make a thing of it. Yes, yes, yes. If the Orioles want to be serious about this, it should be Baltimore means business, and then put John Means number on the very back.
0: Hmm. All right. I, I like this. I like this. But I, I also, you know, think that there should be some, some reference to uh, the Red Sox just chasing cash. Hmm. See, I think that, you know, maybe front and back situation. I like that. I
1: like that. Yeah.
0: All right. Speaking about cash. we've got. To, I was just speaking of cash. That is correct.
1: We've got to address the elephant in the room. Let's go into the entry Cashner trade and give our thoughts as we go around the bases. All right, Jake. So I'll start us off. Um, we, we talked about it earlier. We talked about the Orioles trading Andrew Kashner. And I want to steal first base, as it were, uh, not even, you know, wait. I'm just going to go ahead and steal right first base and just take it without a pitch even coming in. Apparently, you can do that now in the Atlantic League. Right, exactly. So I'm just going to do it. Uh, so the Orioles acquired Elio Prado, a 17-year-old, and infield and Noborth Romero, 17-year-old as well, from the Boston Red Sox in exchange for Andrew Kashner. Um, and they immediately were uh, de- uh, designated for assignment to the DSL Orioles. Um, Jake, uh, again, uh, individuals that signed for, you know, 50000 I believe, and $250,000. So not big-name international league uh, signings. Um, what do you make of it? Um you think it's a a, a move that um, underwhelms you as an Orioles fan in
0: terms of the payback for Andrew Kashner? Or is this pretty much what you were expecting? I don't want to... I don't want to make you think less of me, mostly because I don't think it can happen. But I'm going to say I don't know enough about these two guys to be able to even come close to making a determination. But I know somebody who does. Now, I know this is breaking all the rules, but I want to bring back another tweet. Can, can I do that outside of this week on the Twitter? You may. This is a tweet from Alex Spire. tweets at Alex Spire, S-P-E-I-E-R, like Blyer. Um Assistant GM of the Boston Red Sox, Eddie Romero, on the Noelberth Romero and Elio Prado, the 17-year-olds the Sox traded to Baltimore, quote, I know these guys are far off, but it hurt. When they were coming up with these names, they weren't guys that we were hoping they'd ask for, end quote. That is a difference. Scott, these guys may never sniff the major leagues, but this organization is making moves that other clubs recognize as something a major league club should do, are two seventeen-year-olds that may never sniff the majors worth the return that we should get for a real starting pitcher as a, a rental? I don't know, but tell me what this club could have gotten for Andrew Kashner that is different than these two lottery picks that, or you know, lottery tickets that Boston seems to have realized was valuable. I, I don't, I don't know that we were going to get anything anyway. So I'm happy with the idea that the Orioles are doing things competently.
1: Yeah, Jake, I, I'm glad that you admitted, finally, that you know nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, um, nobody knows anything about these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure there is some scout out there um, that is saying, you know, I think these guys could turn into something. But ultimately, you're absolutely right. They're 17-year-olds in their wild cards, um, high ceiling, extremely low floor. Um, they could turn into anything. It could be nothing. It could be something. More importantly, the Orioles went out there and um, again got rid of Andrew Kashner, um, no longer having to pay a salary uh, for the rest of the season, and in essence, the Orioles picked up two lottery tickets. I have no issue with this whatsoever. Um, let me ask you this question, and this is going to go to second base. Uh, the Red Sox came back out and they were talking about it, and they were saying, "Oh well, you know, we were really good, glad we were really upset to have to give up these players and everything like that." Do you think that was lip service or do you actually think that was reality?
0: No. I mean, I think I think they didn't have to say any of that. Like, oh yeah, we would have rather not uh, parted with these guys, but that's the price of doing business. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's not what they said. They said, Yeah, yikes, that hurt. Okay. So it's a, it's a slightly different tenor to me. Yeah. So you're you're saying that if the
1: if the Red Sox basically fleeced the Orioles, they would have just been like, We fleece you, we don't have to say anything. If you're good, you're good. Um, I don't know. It's just it was an interesting – you don't normally see another team come out and say something afterwards of someone that you've never heard of. Like, if it was one of your top five prospects, then I'd be like, okay, well, this is a tough decision, but we're trying to win now. But it's an odd scenario. Like, I can't think of another time when someone's traded away 17-year-olds that 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 someone has said something. I don't know. Yeah. It's odd. Maybe it's just the situation where – we don't come across this as often as Orioles <laughs> fans, so we're just not used to it. But I, I found it a very odd scenario, nonetheless.
0: Yeah, and but it is it is a good point in the fact that you know marketing is everything, right? Mm-hmm. Especially with you know big big market clubs like the uh, the Red Sox that are used to all that attention. You know that the things that they say are important. So Jake, we,
1: we talked a little bit about you know Andrew Casher now leaving, Dylan Bundy on the ten day IL. Um, we're left with this Scenario now of asking the question that we've been since the beginning of the season, but now even more so who is going to be a starting pitcher on this team going forward?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, John means okay, uh, Dylan Bundy, it's but he's hurt right point, now, yeah, right. Uh, I mean, I guess Gabriel Lanoa is gonna get starts,
1: I mean, I guess, I mean, he's terrible.
0: Um, uh, Jimmy Jacobonis, I guess, David Hess could start games yeah. or something, Asher Wojcicki. Right, Tom Eshelman.
1: Okay, yeah. I mean, how excited were you to see Tom Eshelman get a start again?
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. But so. but I I will say you know he he made me eat crow last time. So excited? No, but you know that's the only thing that
1: somewhat unnerves me a little bit is I look through the forty man and there are no starting pitchers. Anymore. Yeah. Like. Maybe John means a starting pitcher possible, but it just scares me to a certain regard of like who is going to be the individual that is going to eat innings um and that that bothers me, and it also concerns me kind of going into next year as well, like is this just a rinse and repeat again where it's going to be you know just a ton of pitchers that are just constantly being swapped through and there's just no starting rotation i
0: uh, yes, that is a real risk, honestly, I think a a likely uh, scenario would be the Orioles and another club dumping dead money and mm. trying to trade a player for a, a pitcher that is not going to be good but can eat innings. Right. That's an interesting thought. You look at the roster and you see, okay, we have absolutely no pitchers. That's fine, but is there anybody on the roster that we could trade away that would be, you know, attractive to another club that's looking to get rid of something? Right. And at this, at this point, we are a club that would be happy to take other teams' trash. So you're, you're basically saying the
1: Orioles wouldn't take on any money, as it were. Yeah, or or maybe they do. Yeah, right. Maybe, but it's a, a very small sum. Maybe sure. you know less than a half a million dollars.
0: Right. Uh, we're we're looking to get rid of. We're looking to take in other teams like Logan Verrett's. You know, exactly. we're 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 looking to take on on guys that you know have absolutely no meaning to the organization. Maybe they're trying to to you know free up some roster space to bring in real players. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. So
1: another name from a starting pitcher standpoint that has been thrown out potentially as a trade target has been Dylan Bundy. Do you see any way that the Orioles managed to get rid of of Dylan Bundy during this trade deadline? No. I just don't see it. Um, I I don't see how he's had any stuff. I I, I understand that someone might want to, you know, play with him and, and, and make something happen out of him. But, like, I just don't see any significant return of investment. And I feel like you're selling low as it were for Dylan Bundy. Um, and it does come back to the point of the Orioles have to have somebody eat innings. So it just doesn't make sense to me.
0: I don't think you're selling low for Dylan Bundy anymore. I think you're selling accurately. Okay. And the, the difference is we know it now versus we suspected it before.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, Where are we? Are we at third base or are we at sure Tom? Sure. So we were at third base there? Sure. Okay. So we stole first base and third base maybe? Maybe. Okay. So – Coming around to home, um, we were talking about pitchers uh, in terms of trade targets, Michael Givens.
0: Yeah. I mean, un- unless you're really excited about uh, plays at the plate, I'm not really sure what Michael Givens brings you. So it's been a really interesting transition
1: for the Michael Givens. You know, when we talked about the Bevies, we we, we talked about this, this golden age of Orioles baseball. I'm sorry, the what? Uh The Bevies
0: not not following the bevies yeah it's bevies. about 90
1: minutes that you can't get back of your life so go check it out <laughs> um but mr. michael gibbons was mr untouchable as it were like there was no sum of money that you could do to go and touch michael gibbons
0: uh phrasing phrasing, phrasing.
1: and uh now you know he's open he's out there on the market and uh you know uh, people can basically uh pick him up whenever they want so i do think michael gibbons is
0: probably a pitcher that does get traded
1: I don't know for what. I think it's gonna be something similar to what they just got for Andrew Cash. <laughs> two
0: two seventeen year olds that'll know. 17 year olds
1: that maybe will sniff the with the majors. But I think the Orioles are literally just gonna be like anybody that has any value, um, they gone. So um so we're saying maybe to Michael Givens and then no to Hunter Harvey. Is there anybody else that we should actually be looking out
0: for of potential trade targets? Yeah, I don't think anybody that's not currently on the major league club is going to get traded. Okay, I I don't think that there's anybody in the minors that could come up and be useful will get traded away. Okay. I mean, Hunter Harvey is young enough that he should still be yeah, around. He should you know. still be around. So I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm racking my brain to, to think of somebody that that we. I mean, that's that's the whole Trey Mancini argument, right? Correct. Like, Trey Mancini will probably be past his prime by the time the Orioles are, are even near competition again. So my question is more, you know, we've seen, you know, Kashner, which we which, which we suspected would happen. We don't think that Bundy will happen. This season, in 2019, do you think that we will see VR traded? Um, no, I okay. don't. Do you think we'll see Nunez traded? No, I do not. Do you think that we will see... Trey Mancini traded. No, I do not. Okay.
1: There's only one more name that I think might get traded.
0: Is it Anthony Santander?
1: It is not Anthony Santander. Oh. I wonder if someone's going to pick up Pedro Severino as a backup catcher.
0: Okay. If if an injury takes place, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I get that 100%. But again, he's
1: got experience. You know, I think he is an interesting name out there if you're looking for a right-handed catcher. Um, probably he, is getting you much almost nothing at all, but I think it's just a really interesting name.
0: He does have the stain of having been a Baltimore Oriole and a Washington National at the same time. Oof, yes, that that kind of stuff doesn't Masson doesn't wash off very easily.
1: Yeah, I, I just I don't see where the other guys land. I see Seferinos are just a really easy. Okay, maybe someone wants to take him on. So. <laughs> Anybody else that we're missing in terms of trade deadline, or is it kind of going to be quiet for the next two weeks so I we don't have to continually check MLB.com?
0: No, I think it's going to be quiet. I think so, too. Not, not having anything of value really makes it less uh, likely. Less yeah,
1: I mean, I'm glad that the Orioles um, made the move, as it were, for Andrew Kashner. I've heard some people say the Orioles should have waited. They should have waited to see the trade market, you know, establish itself. But the more and more the trade market established itself, um, the more and more likely it was that like, Andrew Kashner had a falling-to-earth. Um, and there was also a situation where teams like Boston went out and got someone else, like a Homer Bailey, um, and then again you're losing out on teams that may be interested in in your players. So, uh, kudos for the Orioles for kind of jumping while the the stove is hot, um, and and we'll see what happens in you know five to six years with those guys. And that's the best you can ask for is to constantly um, add new players into your farm system.
0: Yeah, to have something to hope for. Yeah. All
1: right. Um. Anything else, or you want to go and do some Fantasy Balls really quickly?
0: Oh, let's let's please check out the Fantasy Balls. All right. Oh, when it comes to kissing, I just gotta keep insisting on the baby.
1: all right jake you took it again uh, i think it's seven to three to one maybe eight to three to one it's it's commanding at this point it's a lot it's a lot
0: we're gonna have to get into wild card territory at some point this season
1: soon enough yeah soon enough uh we may have to bring c wilkerson into pitch um <laughs> yeah so uh category last week was was john means gonna get into the all-star game jake you said no i said yes we both thought the answer was no it turns out we were right um
0: so anyway, uh, category for this week. Before we can we talk about this? Sure, because you wouldn't let me do it for either last week or the Bevies. I yeah. forget which, but let's let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. One, uh, do Baltimore fans have any right to be irritated by this? No. Okay, because wasn't the Padres uh, representative also not used in the game? I don't care. It's John Means. Like it's no. It's he didn't deserve to come into the game. I I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear all that, and I think you're right. No. and I think you're right but let me try to put the best reasoned argument out there for why somebody might disagree okay devil's advocate okay. purely um I, I do think that part of the calculus of who goes in when mm-hmm. should come down to how well represented that team is mm-hmm. right if you have a player that, or if, you know if you have a player that's going to get left off to you know if we had made uh, uh yeah, if we hit extra innings, maybe it should be a player whose contingency has, you know, uh, four representatives or something like that, you know, so they, they won't be missed. Uh, additionally, John Means is never making the All-Star game again, right? This was John Means' peak. And so it is a little sad for Means to have peaked to sit in the bullpen, right? I think if I am managing the AL All-Star game, and the All Star Game no longer means anything for postseason play. You let the guys in, we're not gonna not gonna be here again. That's now it's just my opinion. I'm not greatly broken up about this, but I can say that I can at least understand the argument. I hear what you're saying. Um,
1: ultimately, I don't think John Means really cares.
0: Eh, he can't say it out loud. Oh, he can say it.
1: Eh. I mean, what was he gonna do? You know, destroy the whole trade situation with Andrew Cashner by speaking out against the Red Sox.
0: No, what he should have done is he should have warmed himself up in the uh, in the ninth inning in the bullpen. That would have been
1: delicious. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, we can make a scuttlebutt out of it. Ultimately, the American League had to pick somebody to basically pitch an extra innings if it got there. John Means was the best choice for that, so I've got no issue with uh, the way the you know X Corps took care of it and just said John Means you're not pitching unless we go to extras yeah i'm perfectly fine with that no issues
0: all right fine 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 back to fantasy boss or whatever the heck we were doing
1: yeah back to fantasy boss and whatever we were doing so uh jake uh my question to you is this uh who is going to have the most amount of rbis this week
0: what runs batted in runs batted in who cares i mean i mean uh you're assuming that runs will be batted in. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Um, Who will have the most runs batted in this week? Uh, I am going to get back to my political aspirations and I'm going to join the committee for Hanser Alberto. All right. You're going to hope that, you know, some of
1: those singles turn out to be RBIs as it were. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Renato Nunez because
0: it's a good call. Well,
1: Matt Taylor's son seems to like him, so why not why might not pick him? So it's gotta be somebody. It's gotta be somebody, yep. So Renata Nunez is my pick for uh RBIs this week. So we will see who owns it. And with that, it's time to find out who is good, who is bad, and who is ugly. That's right. It's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'll start us off this week. My good goes to no other than Jake English for taking my son out to ball game. Yes, I uh, I asked him as of last week's episode to take me to a ball game, and instead he decided to take my child to a ball game I in went, my absence.
0: I went right right to the right but you're right like
1: to the you know what Scott, you're a worthless cause here. I'm going to try to mold your son. Into a respectable Orioles fan.
0: It was an upgrade.
1: Yeah. So, uh, appreciate you taking my son out. He had uh, many things to rave about, uh, many stories from that evening, uh, which we may get into at a later point. And, um, yeah,
0: really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You had a great time. The boys had a good time. All right. My good for this week is Stevie Wilkerson. Man, he had a good week. I mean, sure, he had a two fourteen weighted runs created plus. Sure, he had a four ninety one. Woba, but let's hold our horses. He also had a 600 Babip. But that's not even the story. Yeah, yeah, he had a game winning home run. Blah, blah, blah. He pitched. Player position pitching, and boy howdy, did he have a good time of it. Yeah, he was the best pitcher that night. He was scoreless ninth inning. That's fine. His joy in doing it was infectious. That's the kind of weird baseball position player pitching that. Is fun to watch. Yes, it's awful that it happens. Yes, it's embarrassing that your club is letting that happen. But uh, Stevie Wilkerson was the little leaguer in all of us in that game. And for that, he's my good. My bad's going to go to hot dog night
1: at Camden Yards. Look, I love the idea of the Orioles celebrating hot dog night this coming Wednesday, uh, July 17th. Uh, I love the idea of a dollar hot dog night. What I don't like is uh, random shirts being given away to the fans and you going up to the gates and saying, "I don't have any say so, so I may end up with a ketchup shirt." And Jake English, you might end up with a mustard shirt.
0: You take that back.
1: And uh, there's got to be kind of a swapperoo, as it were. In, there will in be the an stadium. immediate
0: black market for yes. for, for yeah. Oof.
1: Do you think there's gonna be like hecklers being like looking to trade a ketchup for a mustard? Absolutely. I, I just there's got to be a better way to do this. You would think that there's just three boxes there and say which ones do you want to end up with. I know at the end of the day we're going to get to FanFest and there's going to be a ton of relishes around. But you know what? <laughs> People can use those to wash their cars or something like that. You know, there's, there's obviously no need. This is just going to be which one runs out first. And, you know, I think the best idea is whichever one runs out first, that's the one that wins the hot dog race that evening. It's literally polling the audience, as it were. So, Orioles, I'm
0: expecting you to do it just a little bit better next time. Your badge. My bad, this week is going to go to John Means. Uh, and everything we were hoping for at the All Star game, we got the opposite this past week. Look, everybody throws out a stinker every once in a while, but boy howdy did he. It was six innings pitched. He gave up six earned runs, and I was there to watch it. So thanks, John. Appreciate it. If I'm going to be incensed that you were not involved in the All Star game, you get at least back me up a little bit.
1: Mike is going to go to boom, boom, Trey Mancini, who's been uh, ice cold as of late. Um, over his last 37 plate appearances, he's posting an 091 average, 189 on base percentage, good for a 145 Woba and a negative 20 way to runs created plus, you know, Trey's had a great season so far, but uh, he's scuffling right now. Hopefully he can get it back uh, again because uh, well, none of us need to see a disastrous second half from Trey Mancini.
0: My ugly is going to go to Baltimore fans waiting in lines. You mentioned that I went to the ball game this past weekend. Oh, did I? I went to the baseball game for Hawaiian shirt night and took two small children. And I thought I was going to get mugged waiting in line for tickets. I got my, myself up to the window and uh had to trade in a set of tickets in the future for uh the, the tickets for this this game that was about to happen. And the person behind the counter was not the fastest. Transaction took probably ten minutes, no exaggeration. It took a long time. Uh but the people online watching the boxes of shirts deplete uh through the gates assumed that it was me that was that was the problem, that was being choosy. I had at least three people come up to me. So they knew you. (laughs) Three people come up to me and aggressively demand why I was being so picky, um, you know, in front of the kids to the point where I literally turned around so that people could see that I was not speaking to the person at the window and it was just waiting like them. Guys, it's just a Hawaiian shirt. No one should get trampled in order to get it. It was an ugly, ugly view by the people online waiting for their tickets during the game. What if it was a puffy vest? All right, that I could see. No, that's ridiculous, because you know they're just going to be there at FanFest with the puffy vests. The Hawaiian shirt, yeah, it's going to go. I get that. But come on. It's clearly not my fault. Clearly not. Anybody who has been at the ticket window at Canyon Yards knows that sometimes if you get the right person back there, you can be in line for a long time. I don't know what it is. I I don't know what the training uh, practices are like or the hiring practice. None of that's my business. But it's clearly not the fault of the person at the window. So if you are ever in the line, assume it is not the person waiting. They are just as much a victim as you are. Hmm.
1: This seems like a good time for me to blow the save. So, Jake,
0: yeah. you, uh,
1: you rattled that story off to me um, earlier on, and then we told it again on the podcast. And it got me to thinking uh, about the Orioles. Uh, and and some of the upgrades they're making. So one of the big upgrades that we didn't mention was the Orioles are going to extend netting all the way to the foul pole. First of all, well done, Orioles, on that. That is absolutely the right move. Um, And anybody that complains that it's going to skew their vision of the field, um, yeah, don't go to Oriole Park anymore. Just just find another team at that
0: point. That's the last straw. They're giving up their season tickets. But um, the one thing I
1: was thinking about in terms of your ticket scenario is uh, at what point... Um, do the Orioles go ahead and start making the moves to more of an automation system? What is necessary for a ticket window, as it were? Um, and why can we not just go to a scenario just like it would be through like Ticketmaster or like that, where you walk up, you've got a touch screen, you say, I need two tickets. I want to pay between 10 to $20. You swipe your card, it comes out, you go, go to town. I mean, the only thing I can think of is the kids cheer free where they want to basically make it. But, like, if you're getting up to the usher and you've got kids to your free tickets and you don't have kids, obviously, the usher says, whoa, 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 like, what's going on here? It'd be like the same thing in a movie theater, like, what's going on? Like, you can't go into an R-rated movie if you've got no adult. So automation seems like it's a great thing. And, you know, I, I think if we're also thinking about this from, like, an upper deck standpoint, um, I, I certainly feel like the upper deck service is um, quite poor. I guess is the best way to describe it in terms of the concession areas. Um, What do you think about this? You know, obviously other stadiums have, um, you know, various concoctions of beer and everything like that. So like the one time I went out behind three, three, six went up to get myself a beer from, I believe this dogfish in the heavy seas booth, nobody manning it. And I'm like, okay, well it's a slow game. It's probably 12,000 people here, but like literally you have no craft beer in the upper deck. Why don't we get into a situation where we just have an automatic dispensing station? Why don't we just say, you swipe your card, you put your beer down, you get your beer, and if you have to do something with scanning your license, you scan your license. I mean, it certainly makes sense to me that automation is the key to both ticketing and concessions going forward.
0: So I agree that uh, self-service kiosks are the way to go for ticketing. That should be all over outside the stadium so that L- lines are diminished. Also, you know, hey, you get to replace a bunch of of salaries with machines. Awesome. Um, I I don't think that self service uh, is going to work for booze. Uh, no no law will allow that just yet. But for anything that's not booze, mm-hmm. it probably makes a, a whole lot of sense. Um, and it's the type of thing where you can then divert resources. All right, so to I, the
1: beer. I hear what you're saying about the booze aspect, and I agree there's challenges, but we are at a crossroads right now uh, with our liberty and our freedom. Um, so Maryland and all states are basically requiring us to provide real ID documents for all our licenses. So what better reason to incentivize someone to go and do this stupid, frivolous task than to say,
0: you must have a real ID license in order to get beer from the stadium? I was terrified where are you going with that, but okay, I'll allow it. Um, yeah, the thing is, is that they they are so liable for abuse of, of liquor sales. Jake, I am not listening to his prohibition-like behavior of yourself, okay? But
1: if, if I was, can buy CBD in the gas station, I certainly should be able to go ahead and buy myself a beer if at will, the ballpark. If
0: it will keep me and your child from being accosted in the ticket oh, okay. line, I am all for automation.
1: Okay. I, I just, it makes sense. I mean... You don't have any issue with the aspect of automation and what it does to job creation within the the park or anything like that, correct? Okay. So to, in essence, make uh, the experience better and to kind of go through the whole process of getting product out the door, uh, automate the system Orioles. You can do it. The technology has been there for about 10 years now. Um, Let's go ahead and start implementing it accordingly.
0: I've always wanted to work at Oriole Park and Camden Yards. They could make my dreams come true.
1: Uh, I know a guy um, that can do the programming for the the, for the screen. He created the font and uh, (laughs) he may be able to help out. That's a low blow, sir. Yes, I know.
0: (laughs) And nobody else will get that. So that's good. And that (sighs) that is our show. Remember, you can find this and our entire catalog of indispensable episodes at birdseyeviewbaltimore.com. View is available for wherever it is you get your downloads
1: Uh, Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, and many others. Also, if there's any other platforms you're using or want us to use, hit us up. Please remember to rate and review
0: the show. We appreciate the feedback. It encourages other people to listen for the first time. Come get social with us. You can email us at contact at birdseyeviewbaltimore.com. You can find us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. But the best way to get a hold of us is on Twitter, where we tweet at birdseyeviewbaltimore.com bal and with that baltimore and beyond i bid you all a fond adieu adieu good night baltimore be safe out there and let's
1: go o's this may be the shortest episode we've done in a long time
0: listen we recorded an episode we recorded the bevies we recorded an episode and
1: there are three games and nothing really happened except for the Andrew Cashner trade there's no offense
0: after taking like
1: seven weeks off or whatever we've been hopping we have been hopping and you know what I could use a break you know what (laughs) you boys like Mexico